0: Chapter 8, Hashkeh Yishnapa, Nabahi Times were uncertain for the Nabeho. The enemy had come too close. The family nearly lost its matriarch. Hashkeh Yishnapa felt an extreme sense of urgency as he called for messages to be taken to other war leaders. The enemy knew the strategy of the Nabeho. That of keeping peace during the spring and summer seasons, and becoming more warlike during the fall and winter seasons, according to the accounts, Ninanaba heard her father give of war times. The Navajo Navajo had been fighting with different Anae enemies for the past five generations. There were the Pitsishklegi American Indians who raided the Navajo and one another, in which most of their raids were war games. Ninanabat was once again in the presence of a war leader, her husband. She knew Hashkeh did not like to have discussions regarding war in her presence. Many times he told her she represented life, so he avoided the topic when she was near The war leaders reminded their warriors of the purpose of the war games, which were to keep the Btsi'ish Ishtliji warriors alert, strong, brave, and in good physical condition to fight their true enemy, the ones who were strange to all the Btsi'ish Ishtliji, the ones who came into their territory stealing their land, their women, and their children. The new Ana'eh enemy who followed the Na'kai Spaniards and the Na'kai Mexicans had skin and hair that had no color. Only their clothes had color, and their eyes were blue. Hashkeh wanted his sons to be strong warriors. He wanted them to know their Ana'eh. His sons listened to him intently. Inanaba listened and watched as he began talking. Clearing his throat and glancing around the Hohan, he began by saying, Anahih nana lakot ehegi nikhitrahan nichi Danikyo zazayin, Nikhit anahih nana yehegi yik E anahih Idea- a yo kind of a dunfness, do but see dal chee, do but sit dal grey, do dab aet dal a ola, do beshle gay, Hatain trago, michitrahens knee. Ado ola, do beshle gay, yik etas kai gobenina, Jonabe, hobata alchenta, dabazanita there is a new type of enemy that has come among us in the past, our ancestors fought against the Spaniard. It was noticed that those enemies were very tall, and their hair was red, and their skin was white, and they wore brown clothing. They came among us looking for gold and silver. When they did not find gold or silver, they turned to stealing Navajo children and women to sell them as slaves because they wanted riches they declared war against our ancestors gut dis ji de ehniche en nae sakko en na da nol nin na kai da ole niche en nae na malla hollo al sto bestache jikani da ole na kai now we have a new enemy that looks different they are called Mexicans. We have another enemy. They are called the ones they fight with, the white soldiers so called, because there was no word for the soldiers. The Spaniards are gone. Do Gogo Do Dotanihitzogo Nihizani Donakata do Lini ta E na kreid do da tz Do dan hit sket <laughs> gogo. Reit ego shat na kreibig e jitn da di ba. Na kreib na pahit an na kreilpaha. Bin na hosani. Do na be hosan. Do tz it ego. At hit e do lilligi. <laughs> do do tz at ad We cannot protect our women and children if we are weak. The Mexican warriors have no sympathy. If we are not strong warriors, how will we fight against them? The Mexican warriors are ones who will abuse and kill the Navajo women and children, just like the Spaniard warriors did. We have our women and our children to protect because of the ways they abuse and kill. That is why we are warriors. Our families make us strong. Jho'e ebit sin dal jine, dobit si dal jine. Ke'ya do tru, do nechitin ne'a yisna a day do lilligi, chadein drago nechit gha nillni'a. Da do dan hech eki'n tan lina, day snato a tita yi la. <laughs> ado <laughs> big eche ielntahaz dailgo. Yitz ado da nechit zani do dan hech eki'n. We have seen the Mexican warriors often. They are the ones with dark skin and black hair. They came among us like an epidemic, wanting land, water, and slaves to sell. Our wives and daughters were abused and raped and because of it, they carried the child of the enemy in their bodies. The women bore children for the enemy. When we fight to protect our children, our children will survive. Ninanabak could hear the emotion in her husband's voice. She knew he desperately wanted his daughters back home so he could hold them. She knew her daughters were desperate, to hear their father's strong, kind voice calling them, Chieja, my little one. Hashkehil Napa stopped, wiped his tears away, and explained that as a child he was told the new enemy, the Nakai Spaniard, and the Nakai Mexican were not interested in war games like the other Bitsi Ishtliji, other Indians. They came from the south where it was hot. Their skin was first pale, then brown. Many of the Nakai Lpaha tried to dig into the breast of our mother, the earth, looking for Ola, gold, and Beshlakai, silver. Can our earth function if her heart has been taken out? The new enemy did not want the people of this area, the various Indians, to be friendly toward one another. They wanted the war games to become real, not games of challenge so that we remain strong. It was because of these war games that the Nakai thpah and the Nakai found the people of this area to have strength and perseverance. Nabe be huwa na dan dayo ingo nihinapahi yen sa isna atayila, ato nihinapahi yen banta itchiko atayila. They saw that our warriors were very strong, so they stole our young men and forced our warriors to father many children. They did this so their people would also be strong, like our young warriors. Hashkeh paused, closed his eyes, turned his face up toward the Ch'ilayit, the smoke hole in the center of the roof of the Hohan, and began telling his sons and his warriors the thoughts of his father. He wanted his sons to feel the words of his father, their grandfather, as he talked. When we raided other Ishtliji, or when they raided against us, there was always a warning that was to be heard. The raiders warned the what people they were raiding with a loud call that would make the clouds dance in the sky, which would tell us the direction from which the raiders were coming. Their warnings made the sun to move slower in the sky so we could have daylight in which to prove our strength. Their warnings caused the ground to shake to tell us how many of their warriors were on their way. Their warnings made the hills, canyons, and mountains more visible so our women and children could run into the safety the hills, canyons, and mountains provided. He continued by explaining that the new Ana'i Enemies with white skin did not fight fair. They have no respect for the lives of our women and children, nor do they have respect for the earth, he said. These new Ana'i have given warriors of other B'tzit'ish Ishtliji some new herbs that are foreign to our land and that cause the warriors to want to join them and kill, kidnap, and destroy our people, The Na'behu, the Ana'e, we see now, are coming from the East. The Eastern direction has always been kind to us. These people must not know about the East, or they would not bring such bad things with them as they follow one another, walking over our land, stepping on our medicinal herbs, stealing our livestock, killing our young men, raping our women and our daughters, and burning our homes. With a moment of silence, Hashkeh paused, as of paying homage to his father and his strong wife who fought with the enemy. He encouraged his sons and young warriors to continue to fight fair. If we do not fight fair, the earth will destroy us, he said. We have to protect our babies. Our babies give us hope, and we protect the women who give us the babies. Hashkeh ba stopped talking, looked into the eyes of his sons and a couple of other young warriors, then let his gaze linger on Ninanaba. He wanted to bring his daughters home to her. He went on by saying, we must continue to remember that we raid only in retaliation for wrongs conducted against us. In retaliating, we may find our wives, our daughters, our sons, and our grandchildren whom we lost to the enemy when they raged war against us and stole our children. We must fight only to protect our women and children and our homes. We must not become so angry that we destroy all of our enemies. If we do destroy all our enemies, who will challenge us to keep ourselves strong, on guard, in excellent condition, and fit for war to overcome the next enemy, he asked. Nenanabot sat up straighter, Usually, she would not be in the Hogan when her husband was discussing war tactics, but she had become a warrior. She had fought with the enemy and had overpowered him. Her heart ached from the time she fought with her attacker because she knew her daughters were treated the same way. The love and pride Nanaba had for her husband increased as she listened to the teachings he shared with his sons and young men. Ashkeh <inaudible> sat up straighter as he began speaking. Spare certain members of the enemy. Make them part of your family, but make sure your household is strong enough to support the extra people you will bring home from the wars. Be stern with them, but treat them well, and they will not want to leave. They will stay and become working members of your community. Spare certain members of the Ana'i enemy. We need these captives so they can tell us more about their people, so that we may become informed Nabahi warriors and overcome the enemy that much easier. I warn you, if you do not treat them well, they will run away back to their own people, and there they will tell them about us. Our women and children will become vulnerable. Hushkehilnapa paused and looked in Ninanaba's direction when he remembered the softness, the tenderness, the sensuality, and the strength of his beautiful Ninanaba. He cleared his throat to erase raw emotion as the memory of his beautiful daughters flashed before his eyes and tears began dancing in his eyes and in his throat. All the men in the Hogan knew how much his family had suffered in the loss of their daughters, and because he was a respected leader, they lowered their gaze to show they shared the grief of their leader. Hashkeh Yithnapa, unashamed of his emotions, looked at his wife for strength and continued, saying, When you find young women and bring them home, do not forget or leave your wife behind. She is the one who is the mother of your Nabeho children. Your wife is the one who took you in, fed you, wove day and night to clothe you, Kept you warm on cold nights. She is the one who made you strong in your heart. Your wife has endured many hardships because of you. She bore your children in silence. It is because of your Nabeho wife that your children have their four clans. It is because of your wife that your children are Nabeho. Provide for your Nabeho wife first before you begin to make provisions for your young women captives. Your children who are Nabeho are the ones who are to be closer to your hearts, not some woman's children without their four clans. Our children are the reason we are gathered here now. Our children make us strong. Our children make us warriors without fear. Our children make us brave so we may return to them knowing we did all we could to protect them and their future. Hashkehishnapa put his head in his hands, while the others sat silent, absorbing his wise, strong words. They knew in their hearts they loved him. He was a kind leader, and his words demonstrated it. Ninanapa wanted to be near her husband, She wanted to touch his strong arms and thank him for speaking on behalf of the Nabeho women who have been left behind because of a young, beautiful enemy captive. She knew in her heart that her Hashkeh was hers and hers only. To go to him now would make him appear weak, so she tucked her emotions away for a time when they were alone. The newest wave of the enemy the Nabejo, had seen were the American soldiers, sent to protect the inconsiderate, land-grabbing, greedy settlers who were moving west in search of land and gold and silver. The group of men inside the Ho'an did not know that the land the Navajo occupied had been declared the stronghold of the Southwest by the American government, and that at Tsegit, Canyon de Chey, just a day and a half's ride from where they sat was known by the American military as the area from where advanced warfare ideas disseminated. The U.S. soldiers knew that if they subdued the Navajo warriors, the entire southwest would be freed up for settlement. Even though the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo had been signed over a decade ago to free up a large portion of the southwest, very little settlement had taken place by settlers. The Navajo were all over New Mexico Territory, which included New Mexico and Arizona up until 1863, and were found to be the protectors of many smaller Indian tribes in that region. The military declared that unification of these southwestern tribes was to be interrupted at all costs, because unified they provided a powerful front against the U.S. military. The key was to overpower the Nabejo. Then the entire New Mexico territory would be set free for settlement, mining, and stripping of resources. This plan would make the area safe from attacks by the Nabejo upon the white prospectors, trappers, and settlers. The military had found a strategic spot at a place they named Fort Defiance because of the defiant warriors they were wanting to overpower. The valley had plenty of water, wood for fuel, and game. In addition, the canyon walls protected the valley from extreme weather, and it was close to the area from which Nabejo revolutionary ideas were disseminated. Heshkeh and his father-in-law had discussed the enemy many times. Ninanabat's mother was not well, and the family decided to stay in the same area they had lived in for many years. They knew the Nabeho Navajos were not safe anymore, and the recent attack against Ninanabot was testimony of that.